Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying, skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Part of The Drive. Call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Monday edition of The Drive. Hey, enjoy this. Enjoy this weather while we have for it another, today. For another day. For another day. Now, did you see the clouds out there? I thought there was zero chance of rain. It There's some dark clouds uh-huh. out there. Maybe that's just winter, which is which is uh, <laughs> going to feel like it's going to trick-or-treat weather tomorrow. Because, all right, today we're in the mid-80s. It's going to be another comfortable night tonight. Tomorrow night, it's going to be in the 30s. Seriously. Yeah, no, Tomorrow right. night in the 30s, and they're talking about possible freeze. Yeah, the low Wednesday, Wednesday. 34, yeah. 33, Thursday. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. I think we're looking at a situation where sundown tonight, it could be over 80 or uh, so. Well, it, it'll, be, it'll be probably in the upper 70s. Oh, all right. And it's not going to get that warm again for a Sun, while. Sunrise Wednesday morning. It's going to be, gonna be below in the for, you know, yeah, maybe 40. 40. Yeah, it could, could be below 40. Yeah. So down, you better take care. That's right. You're fine. You've been creeping up. It, yeah, my back there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gordon Lightfoot. Lightfoot. Yeah. Gordon Lightfoot wow. passed this summer, too. Yeah. That's a, that's a. What was the, uh, what was the musing uh, today, uh, Brian? Uh, Warren Zevon. Oh, yeah. I love uh, 21 years, I think, uh, right. since his final appearance oh. on David Letterman. Uh-huh. He was a big fan of his. That was his last live appearance. He died. He actually lived for 10 months. I think. The doctors had told him he just had weeks, and he, he actually mm-hmm. went on for another 10 months. Put out a uh, – Warren Zevon got a terminal diagnosis and put out an album called My Rides Here, which I always thought was a really fun really fun name for an album if you know that the, uh, that, that the end yeah. is coming. But well, and, I mean, and him and Letterman just cut up, basically. Oh, yeah. Uh, his famous life in that interview is um, enjoy every sandwich. Well, people, and I think, like you were just saying, Bill, like I think people may immediately go to – And that's – and he, hated, and he yeah. really hated yeah. that song. He really did. Werewolves, the werewolves yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that was that was the cheesiest, he felt the poppiest yeah. thing he ever did. Yeah. If, you know. If all you know about Warren Zevon is Werewolves of London, you should check out some of his other stuff. Because it's mm-hmm. a uh, he's real cool. Billy Joel has been very vocal about trying to get Zevon in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's been like that that's been his project of late is trying to uh trying to convince voters that, that Zevon I guess as a as part of the piano uh, brethren, uh, Billy Joel has taken it upon himself to be like a really vocal, yeah. uh, tra- you know, advocate for Warren Zevon in, in the Hall of Fame. Also, a really good songwriter wrote uh, "Poor Poor Pitiful Me" for um, Linda Ronstadt, and I think a uh, one or two other of her hit songs. So, yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was the musical musing today. A lot. I mean, a lot of musings today after a victory the first win for Auburn in what over a month mm, it's been a month um yeah it has well but you know we're, we were talking about this in the in the press box uh Saturday Brian I mean if Auburn's schedule had been laid out a little differently yeah. there'd be a completely there would have been a completely different perception I mean if, if Auburn had um Mississippi State after A&M Vandy after uh Georgia you know if the games had come like that and Auburn had been Three and zero, oh, three and one, four and one, and all, four yeah, and two, and five and three. You know that all type the performances thing. and all the performances have been the same. Yeah, and, and yeah. The, yeah. I mean, ha- even if they had, yeah. it would still seem better because it seemed like, boy, where the, the, there's no direction. When is this team? You yeah. know, when's this team ever going to turn it around? And it's like when they start playing teams 
that they are on a more level playing field with talent-wise. Although, although I think Auburn has more talent than Cal, and that, Auburn has more talent than Cal, and that game was a that game was a struggle that was for ugly. much of it. And that even, was ugly. I mean, even there were moments where but there, it felt there like, were reasons for that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but have to be feeling much better after Saturday and Auburn a double-digit favorite in Nashville right. this coming weekend. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to overreact, but I thought Peyton Thorne, especially in the first half Saturday when Auburn was trying to establish a pass game, uh, I, I thought he looked like a guy who you know, was, was as advertised as far as the closest we've oh, come as far as Accuracy. Peyton, yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's what he talked about about himself. And, man, he threw a couple of passes where you couldn't throw them any better. Right, the closest we've seen to what I think folks thought they were getting with Peyton Thorne this season, you know, that that's what was on display in the first half against Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, a lot of different receivers uh, were involved. You were were tracking it. Yeah, 11 different receivers caught passes. And and I thought it was great. Did you hear the press conference today? I've heard clips of it. I've heard clips of it. Yeah, because the greatest greatest response was – You're talking about the second-half offense? Yes. That that, that clip I I definitely seen. Well, the thing is, you and I were saying it to each other there in the second half. When you were at the – five, you know, people wanting to be more aggressive. First of all, Auburn did throw three passes – on the field goal drive, on their only possession of the third quarter, completed yep. all three of them, and then uh, um, threw, two, down, threw two, a... but threw two passes out of the end zone. Well, how about you want you want to be more aggressive than that? There's a first down run that people are unhappy about, where Jarquez feels. I mean, it feels like he's millimeters from breaking. Oh it for yeah, a huge you're run. right. You're there, exactly right. It. I mean. If, if that guy doesn't trip him up, there is nothing but wide open spaces. Then you have Camden Brown run just short on a third and – was it third and third long? Third six, right? And he runs third five and, and seven, half. and yeah. he got six. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the offensive pass interference call, yeah. which, was, which was no more offensive pass interference than State had on their touchdown. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's things you, you don't necessarily see called, but, but – um, that but was, yeah, the, I, was that the Frazier catch that gets called back, the, uh, the, the one where – um, I think Frazier has that catch on the on, on the offensive pass interference against. I think that's right. I think that was no. A, the, uh, Brandon Frazier was called back for for a, uh, another player downfield. In that's right. That's right. Yeah, the down, yeah, the downfield. It was uh, it was Hollywood Hooks uh, yeah. that was called for the offensive right. pass interference. So so and the, and is the Frazier play also in the in the second half? Frazier play. I, I thought the Frazier play was in the second half. So you're talking about another moment. I where mean Auburn. Yeah. Auburn. Yeah. I mean so so that's what Coach Freeze. The point he was making was they didn't. They didn't go into that uh, shell and try to slow it down so much as the situation, the game situation and field position had a lot to do with that, plus a couple of mistakes. Well, no, I think when you when Auburn builds that three score lead uh, in in the uh, in, in, by the start of the third quarter, yeah, went twenty four to three, then twenty seven six after the, the field goal. The thinking is, my, my guess would be, the thinking is that the only way State's coming back in this game is if Auburn helps them with a short field uh, via turnovers or a turnover mm-hmm. on downs. And so while it would be tempting for Auburn to throw the ball more, while it would have been tempting to go for some of those fourth and ones. Yeah, in the I, half, I was never tempted. Dan want Dan wanted Auburn no, to keep going I, for the fourth no, and ones. Hold on. There was the, the one really deep in Auburn's territory you couldn't go for, right? There's there's right. one there's there one, one close, like there's there one closer to midfield where I thought, you know, if you wanna if you wanna be aggressive, but but I understand, you know what, against a better offense. Maybe you go for that to keep them off the field against Mississippi State. When you don't think Mississippi State's going to be able to drive all the way down the field, you know, maybe maybe trust your defense and uh, and, and punt. But no, I thought that the, uh, the the fact that they didn't believe Mississippi State was going to be able to drive multiple times down the field and finish drives with touchdowns, I think influenced that thinking in the second half. Like they, they you know, it they, influenced you know. it. But I mean, they 
the the called the plays that were called, a couple of them called back, and where the ball was just didn't call for more for more passing. Like I said, throwing on back to back downs well, from your own end zone. Auburn was or, on the second down play. Uh, Peyton Thorne turns around and he's and he's in, about to be he's about to be smashed. Yeah, in the he's end zone. he's in the end zone with a with a Mississippi State player in his yeah. face. So I mean that was one where it was. I think they tried to catch State off guard with a with a Auburn play was action very fortunate. I didn't notice Malcolm Johnson in the neighborhood, but they said Malcolm was in the neighborhood. Oh, yes, of that pass because I thought that was a, I thought that might have been a safety and a safety would have been uh, would have would have been advantageous for State too because you know oh, two, yeah. two points and the ball to switch the momentum there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'd love your thoughts, Brian Matthews. Uh, you've heard him uh, as we just sort of jumped into things here from AuburnSports.com along with Bill and Dan Drew at the controls here on the Monday Drive. Happy Halloween, everybody. I mean, want to say if you, well, if you enjoyed tomorrow, your right? well, no, but I mean the weekend. It's, oh, okay. it's sort of become like Lincoln's birthday, right? Where now we celebrate it, you know, the, the weekend before and, and all that. So it's uh, you know, folks, folks were out and about, and uh, I'm sure yeah, tomor- just for you kids. I'm sure you know, tomorrow night. I'm sure tomorrow night will be a uh, uh, will be festive as well in the area. So uh, so yeah, be uh, be alert and be safe and uh, and uh, and make sure you. Uh, watch for what ghouls and goblins. Brian, do you have a great Halloween costume from from your or, past? Or, or little lambs? Or little lambs? Absolutely. Is there is there, <laughs> is there one that? Uh, I mean, back then. <sighs> if it's something you can't say on the radio, let me know. But I mean, some of it's not culturally appropriate anymore. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're, you're probably in, right. You know, back in the seventies, right? Just wasn't. Yeah. See, un, un, until until the last few years. I mean, until actually until up around COVID, um, our, our good friend Floyd had, yeah. a, had a Halloween party every year, and there were some there were some uh, really really uh, wild costumes through the years. I mean, it was decades of that. Yeah, Halloween weekend has. I mean, and I feel like it's still a. I mean, I, I don't know if, if it if it's it, it gradually happened where now it's it feels like one of the bigger weekends, regardless of oh, Auburn's it's, opponent. It's a, it's, it's a party. It's yeah, a, like this Halloween's. A party. I mean, it didn't it didn't matter. I think if it was Mississippi State or, or anyone else, like it would have been a a really big a really big festive weekend. Alabama's bye week, I think, played played some role in that. I, I encountered a lot of people from Tuscaloosa uh, who, who came to town for the uh, uh, for the festivities as well. But but this is a yeah. Hopefully everybody had a good time and uh, and they got to uh, they got to watch Auburn uh, pick up. I mean, the most convincing win Auburn has had in SEC play in years, right? Because you think about no, no wins in conference play this year. Last year, the wins were A&M and Missouri, mm-hmm. which were both games that you felt very fortunate. Maybe not A&M as much, but you felt real fortunate to win the Missouri game. And then you got to go back to, what, year Harson's year one with Bo Nix against Ole Miss. You know, like the, the games like that, you know, where, where that's, that's really the last time Auburn looked – this put together as an offense against an SEC team. Yeah, and and uh, I mean Jarquez looking his best that he has the offensive line, and and I asked I asked Coach Freeze about what we were noticing Saturday during the game. First five possessions, Auburn had five different combinations of the offensive line out there, and he pointed out it's because you know some guys have been banged up and they want to try to keep Cam Stutz and Gunner Britton and. Uh, was, was Connor was Connor Lou the constant? Yes, like he they're, was. They're rotating. He they're was. rotating all these veteran offensive he, linemen in and out. I, I believe he he uh, he may have been the only one who was in every on every one of those first half possessions. I did. Did someone else take center reps in, I in the game? I'm, no, I don't remember. I'm not sure. Else. I'm not sure anyone. But else that's did. what I'm saying. I think at the other positions there in the first half, 
they were they were doing some stuff. And Connor wins uh, freshman of the week, right? And Gunnar Britton wins SEC offensive lineman of the week. Gunnar Britton looked like he was having a pretty good game as well. But yeah, I think that seeing some uh, uh, seeing some some new faces and some veterans uh, cycling in, I think that's got to be a uh, that's got to be a positive for Auburn on the offensive line. Connor Liu and, and Dylan Wade played all sixty eight snaps on the offensive line. Okay. Right. okay. And Dylan Wade, you know, we talked about this on the Observer podcast. Wade has a year of eligibility left. He's yep. talked a lot about the NFL uh, leading up to this season. I, I think that's going to be one of the players to watch as far as the decision they make yeah, I think it when is the too. season is over. Yeah. If, if Wade decides to come back, you can pencil him in as Auburn's left tackle next year. If he doesn't, maybe Auburn has an understudy on the team, or maybe they'd be shopping in the portal for a starting left tackle. Like That's, that's one where could be really important one way or the other what, what Dylan yeah. Wade decides I think, to do. Other than left tackle, though, Auburn has got guys who can come back and start next year. Like, they've got them on the team right now. Oh, yeah, between, I mean, between Muskie and – Jeremiah Wright. Jeremiah mm-hmm. Wright, Connor, Connor Lou. Lou. Connor Lou. Um, I've heard uh, – Isaiah uh, Miller. Yeah, too tall. Yep. Um, I've, I've heard good things. But we haven't seen Dylan Senda as much, but but I've, I've heard yep. good things about the, the season Dylan Senda. Keep in mind, he arrived – Like, last a, minute. A week before fall camp mm-hmm. starts. Right. So, like, anything you get. And then Tate Johnson, who has career starts in, in his yep. past and is, is – uh, providing depth at guard right now, so yeah, I think there's. Uh, I, I would still expect Auburn to maybe, uh, maybe they'll think they need to find a starter uh, in, in the in the portal. Well, if there's I, one, I if think it depends on left tackle. Yeah, well, yeah. the thing is, you're right. If if they need a left tackle and there is a proven left tackle they can get, sure, you go after him. You know, Thornton would love to have five guys that he feels like he could count mm-hmm. on as starters. Go. The offensive line's getting better. I yeah. mean, they really are. I mean, and uh, you know, Hugh Freeze talked about it. Part of it has to do with keeping the defense off balance. I mean, they were they were pretty much saying, "All right, we're going to uh, we're, we're going to stop your run." And Auburn threw the ball extremely well, nearly 200 yards, three touchdowns in the first half. But uh, it helps when you're throwing the ball some on first down, which Auburn did, uh, especially there in the first half when they had pretty good field position. And as a result, I mean, we talked you talked about the play that that Peyton made there in the end zone to avoid a sack and a safety. There weren't many times when it was close to being a sack for Mississippi State, a team that had been relying on, you know, uh, confusing offensive lines and, you know, making big plays. And Auburn, I thought the way Auburn used the receivers was was really interesting too. I mean, they they sort of spread they spread the load. I don't have the play, I don't have the snap counts in front of me at receiver. I know Var didn't play all that much aside from his touchdown. Um, uh, he played Cole, like eighteen or twenty snaps. I think nineteen. The, Yep. Yeah, okay. I don't think Coy, I, don't, I don't think Coy was was targeted, but Coy Moore was out there at receiver some. Amari Ke- snaps, Amari yeah. Kelly was out there, not targeted. Yeah, who had the most? Camden would be my guess, or, oh, or Jay Fair. I'd check. Just give me a second here. Oh, okay. I thought you had since you had the. Numbers well, I got the right whole there. offense yeah. up. So, um, I was going to say it's not it's not like fifty plus. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, I maybe think in the thirties f- or something. Fair Malcolm. Shane Hooks and Camden Brown felt like they were out there the most, and so I would I would think that those four guys led receivers in in snap counts. But I, yeah, I don't Fair know. had twenty eight, Rivaldo had forty three okay. as a tight end slash right. kind of receiver now, right? But among receivers, yeah, I was thinking it was my, it might have been somewhere around thirty for for the most, and that's really rotating those guys. So and, and guys like Camden Brown and Hooks Shane had Hooks had twenty seven. You know, look like they, they Malcolm Johnson had thirty one. That looks like the most yep. I can see. Yeah, I mean, and there were, and Mal- Malcolm was targeted a couple times too. But yeah, as Auburn looks for, see, it seemed like the the odd men out would be 
Shorter and Mardner mm-hmm. would be the scholarship guys yep. that I, I mean I'm not sure if I'm not sure if either of them played, but everybody else is getting. Uh, Camden do also not, had okay, only one Do snaps. not believe either one of them Ca- played. Caleb Burton was out there. I think he was the first receiver targeted. Um, I don't know how many snaps. Uh, mm-hmm. Thirteen. Caleb played thirteen, but he yep. was he was out there as as an outside receiver. Like I, I think that's a. Uh, I don't know. That's that's another spot too where we're we're listing not everyone, but a lot of these guys can come back next year, and if they can if they can pick up steam down the stretch. Uh, maybe that lightens the load as far as what Auburn needs to go do in the offseason and, and to improve the roster. Get just underway here on the Monday edition of The Drive. Love for you to join in. How can you do so? Well, you can call The Drive Hotline presented by Skybar. That number is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show. 334-564-1840 is The Drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, they also sponsor the podcast, available however you listen to podcasts. We'll get to our first break. Come on in and join us here on the Monday Drive. Yardage on the Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Monday afternoon, 21 minutes after 4 o'clock. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. Drew at the controls here on this Monday. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, well, it is. it is. It is one of the few times when every every major sport I, is in action. I believe today. it's the only time this year, this yeah. calendar year, we, I heard will, have, yeah. we will have all four, all, all four major American professional sports in action tonight. NHL, NBA, uh, the NFL, and Major League Baseball. And game, college football. Game three of the World Series. Is there a college football game tonight? I believe, I believe there is. I know there's one Tuesday. I was thinking there is. I thought we're still in the forty-nine days of. I think it's forty-nine days of football. Like I don't. I don't well, know okay. if anybody. I don't know if anybody. Maybe, maybe I don't know if anybody not. runs against Monday well, Night Football. Well, I guess. Well, I heard somebody this morning. I well, it was and it was on. It was on ESPN early this morning. Uh, said that uh, this is just the 29th time ever that that this had been the case. Yeah, two MAC teams play tomorrow night. Okay. Uh, two, two, uh, two Tuesday night games uh, in, in, the, uh, in, in the MAC. But, yeah, tonight just the – what is the Monday night game tonight, Drew? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, Raiders and Detroit. The Raiders and the Lions yeah. in tonight's uh, – hey, the Lions don't look now. Make, make it some, uh, make, make it some noise or they're, they're in, the, uh, in the NFC. And, uh, game, yeah, game three of the World Series we will have here on ESPN 106.7. What you got? Uh, uh, well, it's crazy. You've got the – Baby back in Brandon Fott and the guy who started his career as a Diamondbacks prospect in Max Scherzer. I the, future like, hall, the future Hall of Fame. Sort of like, I sort of like the D-backs here. Fott's, Fott's had a remarkable postseason. He has, and, and man. A guy, did, uh, a guy who was up and down in the regular season. They're loose, man. They're, 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 they're like uh, they're, they're just having fun. I, uh, yeah, I think it's um, – that's just tough to pick against Scherzer in, in, in a game like this. But he's still not 100%. He's not 100%. Um, and and Fod has, uh, has been very good in 16 postseason innings uh, this year, uh, including, oh, what, Game 7? Uh, was it Game 7 against Philly? Like that, mm-hmm. that was, that was yep. Fod on the mound against, uh, against Suarez. So, yeah, I think uh, I, I, would, I would struggle to pick against Scherzer, but, boy, Fod has been he, – he's been red hot. Yep, he's, uh, he's definitely going to have to be a keeper for you now, Dan. Keeper. That's right. One dollar pick, Lester. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We'd love to hear from you. Anything on your mind, sports wise? Is Kershaw going to retire? Is he going to take Kershaw's spot on my roster? You think maybe? 
because I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, know. I got, I got to see what what happens. Uh, what, what happens there? Feel, feels like the end. Could I got be a feeling. I, I don't guy. know. I wonder. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know if Clayton decides he wants to do it one more time, or he just too proud to go out there and not be Clayton Kershaw. It, it's an it's know. an exciting time though if you're a, a sports fan because yeah, so, so many uh, so many things going on tonight. Oh yeah, no question. Um, all right, let's see. Anything else that uh, just. Well, we, well, I mean, we should mention how the defense played. I mean, it felt like a lot of focus in that first in the first segment was about the Auburn offense. But I mean, between Keontae, we're going to hear from uh, Eugene Asante later in the week as part of Tiger Takes. I thought they were both sensational. Uh, did Keldrick Falk leave the field? Speaking of snap counts, felt like Keldrick and Marcus Harris were out there the entire time, and to have a true freshman. Marcus on, may have come out after he got banged up, maybe just for a little bit. But like to, those, I those, saw Lawrence Johnson in there. Yeah, Mar- yeah, Marcus did get. I mean, and hopefully. Uh, was it? Was there a question about Marcus at the at the no. press conference? Okay, so no, no, it was it was uh, too tall. And uh, who was the other player that got asked about health wise? I don't remember. Uh, he Keldrick said played 40 no. It was Mark. Maybe it was Marcus well, because he said both of them should be fine. Yeah, Keldrick played forty-seven of sixty-nine snaps. Yeah, I mean they, they both were out there. I mean, that, and that's a that's a big load for a true freshman on on the defensive line. And hey, he's young. He's he young, and he and he seems like you mentioned the <laughs> offensive line feels like they're getting better. Bill, yep, seems like he's Definitely. getting seems like Keldrick Fox getting better too. Oh, he is. He's he gonna is. be a terrific player. I think um, DJ James has played every snap the last two games, or close to every snap wow. the last, wow. last couple of games. Keontae played a ton of snaps in the Ole Miss played game, like seventy one in the yeah, Ole Miss I, game. I don't I don't remember if he was out there as much, uh, although he felt like it. I mean, he was he was, he was out there a good bit. He was always always near the ball. Yep, it seemed like you know even even in run support, right? A couple big hits. Yeah, let's see. There Keontae Scott in run support. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say, we can get to basketball here in a little while because we heard from uh, Bruce Pearl as well as Auburn uh, has their exhibition game against AUM on Wednesday night. Right now, though, let's get to the phone, 334-321-1390, and John gets us started. Hey, John. Hey, how are you guys today? Doing all right. Good to hear from you. Um, It was great to listen to the show. I was able to watch the game Saturday, got the grand but. Got the grandbabies put down. Did we lose you? Good. To call in for a while and ask this question. Okay. And when you. Uh oh. Uh, hey, dropped him. You're, you're breaking up a little bit there. Uh, we're, 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 we're losing you, John. Yeah, I don't hear him. Mm. All right. Maybe it'll take you. Yeah, we'll just yeah. put him. Yeah. Okay. We will. Uh, we'll see if John we can call us back. Get if you connected can. with just, John yeah, here they, in a moment. Yeah, because he's he's gotten a little time to give us a call yeah. and want to hear the uh, the question that he had. We'd love for you to join in. Give us your thoughts on Saturday. Give us your. Uh, I mean, if you got any questions, um, again, the uh, um, did we talk about this on the air? The uh, the second half stuff. We, we talked. We talked about the all. You know the the Hugh Freeze's response and right. sort of why. Like I, I, I don't know. Like the um, because that was that was a, a reaction I heard from multiple people was, man, it's Tubbershell, it's <laughs> it's Gus, it's that second. Uh, Hugh, Hugh was he was a little animated today. He, was. he wanted he wanted folks to know that. It was not him being cautious. He was as aggressive as he felt he could and, be. And you know what? And I think it's also. Uh, you know, kudos to State's defense for not giving up in a game where they were down three three scores in the second half, right? Because Auburn Auburn had to face some third and shorts and some fourth and shorts. And if State had just waved the white flag and said, "All right, this game's over. We don't have our passing attack. We don't have, uh, you know, we, we don't have Woody Marks. Mm-hmm. We're, we're down. Yeah. We're down three scores in the second half on the road. State could have lied down, and this could have turned into a thirty-something to six 
type of beatdown. And instead, their defense at least played well enough to force Auburn to punt a couple of times and 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 keep this game uh, where where the where the offense had something to play and for. And then after Jarquez's long run there at the end, Auburn just took knees. I mean, it's like there wasn't any reason to. Auburn could have probably Auburn may have well been able to hand it off a couple more times and and won thirty four to thirteen, yeah. which would have looked a lot more dominant, but. Yeah, it, it is what it is. It's an SEC yeah. win. And Auburn needed a win, hook or crook, however they could get no it. And they did it. Yeah, yeah. The, there's the line from Succession, right, where uh, where where um, where Tom says, you know, oh, you were you're dying of thirst, and now you're a mineral mineral water critic, right? Like Auburn, Auburn hadn't won a conference game this year. Mm-hmm. They hadn't convincingly won a conference game since Bo Nix was the quarterback, and to uh, to to get a multi score win at home against Mississippi State, uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's tough to uh, it's tough to knit. Uh, it's tough to pick too many nits uh, uh, about something like as, that. As we as we get to the bottom of the hour break, uh, that was a pretty big win for Bo and his team Saturday. I think a lot of people thought, "Oh, look out for Utah at home," and they just went in and and yeah, Utah insane numbers. Utah's too. still without Cam Rising. Like they they're, are. they're still sort they're, of they're trying. De- to, their defense had defense really been, been good. And they, they've been trying Saturday. to they've been trying to put they've it been together really good at home too. Yes, they have. All right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. John, if you get a chance, give us a call back. We'd love for you to join in 334-321-1390 here on the Monday Drive. Email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. 27 minutes away from 5 o'clock here on this Monday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews, MalvernSports.com. Brian, as we were saying, it is a... Busy time, a lot going on. We got uh, Hugh Freeze and Bruce Pearl, and uh, I couldn't stick around, but players as well, yeah. all today. Yep, we have a viewing period tomorrow. We've got uh, exhibition basketball. Wednesday got a viewing night. period basketball. Let's see, basketball practice tomorrow. Football practice viewing period tomorrow. Yep. Basketball exhibition Wednesday. Baseball still going through fall yep. drills. Um, had an update on. on oh, that's right. They're in Biloxi week. Saturday. Yep. And, of course, a big game for Auburn. I know it's Vanderbilt, but it's still a big game for Auburn no, on the road. Get, you know, love, yeah, get yeah. a road win. It's been a, hey, it's been a minute since Auburn's won a conference game on the road, too. I believe Coach Harris and her team will have an exhibition tonight at Auburn Arena. I think the women's basketball team will, will be out mm-hmm. there. At free, free admission and some Halloween candy, That's right. I think, for people who want to go to and, that uh, uh, tonight. Soccer plays, I, I guess, the top seed. I don't know what they are overall, but Arkansas is top seed in the SEC uh, tomorrow night. Uh, in the quarterfinals of that tournament down in um, Pensacola. So, yeah. were you guys? You guys were there for Bruce uh, earlier yes. today. Yeah. All right. So he, I know he talked about something that we've talked about, which is like there's there's so much focus on how Auburn can be better with the new players that they've brought in. The shooting could improve. The the uh, uh, different lineups they can go to at the at the two and the three. You know, there, there's versatility. Um, Bruce Pearl talked about concerns about the defense in the backcourt which i think is fair i mean you lose alan flanagan and zeb jasper yeah yeah like you you wonder how you're you wonder he, if your backcourt's uh, going to be as uh as, as uh i think i think he was pretty pleased with the way they played yesterday in the secret scrimmage yes in the what do you call it private yeah. scrimmage. And, and let's remember auburn's um perimeter defense was a problem on last year's team right and it's because of their size; they didn't have the length and mm-hmm. uh, able to. Yeah. So I, I think that that has a chance to be better. I understand why he's concerned about having newcomers and young guys at the one, the two, and such. But um, I think it has a chance to be a little bit better. He talked. Uh, he talked a pretty good bit about Denver Jones and and his ability on both ends of the floor. So I think uh, I think Denver's a guy 
that continues to just impress every time out. He talked about some guys flying around, yeah. right? Uh, Denver Jones, Cheney Johnson, Chaney, yep. um, some of those guys. But uh, I, th- I thought the most interesting thing he, he, he said was, um, I forget how he phrased it, but it was basically basically like they're going to be spreading the minutes around better than they've ever done it in his 10 years. Yeah, right? he as said he's had, he's, he has played 10 players double-figure minutes a game and right now, that's the way it looks, yeah. of course, depending on how they perform. But he has – I think he feels like he has more even talent, one through ten, yeah. that he can put out there and different combinations. And the shortest answer and the best answer was when he was asked by uh, one of the TV folks uh, about the shooting. Is it going to be better this year? <laughs> and, and just a big smile and a yes. <laughs> I mean, that was it. That's, it's like there's no, no question – this is going to be a much, much better and, shooting team. And, and some of the guys, I mean, Denver Jones has a track record as a D1 basketball player. Um, it's, the, uh, it's, it's the additions that maybe were a little bit more under the radar in Chad Baker-Mazar and especially... Especially Chaney. Chaney, who yeah. he seems very, very excited about you know, what, they could, what they could bring to this team. And he didn't expand on whether or not Trey Donaldson or um, uh, the newcomer, the freshman, will start at point guard. Aiden. Aiden, yeah, Aiden Holloway, and then it, whether it was going to be Cheney or Jalen at, at, at four. But Yeah, it's interesting the way he, he went into those sort of the differences between Cheney and mm-hmm. Jalen about how Cheney flies around and, as a result, may be a guy who is more prone to get right. in foul trouble. He's going to get more rebounds, more blocked shots, that type of stuff. Right, but, but Jalen is a better passer, and Jalen's also a proven free throw shooter. I mean, so you can see, mm-hmm. you know, at different times of the game, uh, you know, maybe it maybe in the final minute or two, well, depending on if Cheney has, you know, gotten in foul trouble or not, but Jalen's a guy you want in there because he doesn't right. turn the ball over right. and he and he's a proven free throw shooter. Here's the quote I was talking about. He says, I can tell you though that there will be a ton of parity parity more than any team I've coached. I would say the balance of minutes will be the greatest on this team more than any team I've coached. And I played and team guys double of minutes my entire career. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I, th- I think he feels good about the depth. And that's exciting. I mean, that's exciting. And, and, and there will be some – I'm sure there will be some fan favorites that, that uh, people – yeah, he needs more minutes. But everybody, I mean, yeah. all these guys are, are deserving of yeah. playing time. And, and if this is how it's going to be, 10 guys playing, uh, you know, close to equal minutes. This may be a team that it's going to really improve as the season goes on, as these guys gain those minutes and get used to playing the different combinations and stuff. Yeah, and, and I mean, right now, Bruce and the, and the coaching staff are, are just finding out what the best combinations are. I mean, because they've been practicing against each other. Yep. Now they've had one outing against, you know, somebody else. They'll get that one Wednesday before they, they jump right in against Baylor. It feels like it might – it might be tougher in the out-of-conference uh, this year than it's been in the past because Auburn's working over – like, they got new guards, uh, especially point guards. Last year, you had so much experience at guard in Wendell and Zepp and Alan Flanagan and Katie, who had played college basketball as well. I mean, so you had, you had veterans playing all the minutes in the backcourt except for when Trey Donaldson stepped in, but it was, it was largely yeah Trey and early on Trey wasn't playing that many yeah. minutes. It, it was largely experience because now you're, you're going to be balancing point guard between Trey Donaldson who played you know, the, the minutes he played last year with, with a true freshman, you know, that they're, they're going to be competing. Denver Jones is new to the team. Um, so, so I think, yeah, to, to see how it fits early, I agree. It does seem like something that uh, as, as the players get more comfortable with each other, I would expect the team to get better 
as the season goes on if they can stay healthy. Uh, but early on, yeah, I'm curious to see what it uh, curious to see what it looks like. And it's going to be a great non-conference schedule, right? You got Baylor early to open up in, in Sioux Falls. You got Notre Dame. Coach talked about um, the Notre Oklahoma Dame. State or St. Bonds. He mentioned um, uh, last week uh, when Virginia we had, Tech. La- last week when we had Coach Pearl on the show, Indiana. He, he, yeah. <laughs> he mentioned he mentioned the Notre Dame game. And USC. That, that was one. Well, no, Notre Dame and Baylor were games where you got the sense, and I, I don't know if this is official, but you got the sense that other teams turned it down before Auburn was called and offered those games because it's like, yeah, we we're we have to take games that other people don't want to take to yeah. get on ESPN and to stay to stay relevant nationally and so oh yeah he said he doesn't get an espn early game unless he goes unless to, you're playing that game unless you go to south dakota and you play uh-huh. baylor or uh, he mentioned that that notre dame you know the belief is that when auburn play you know anybody who plays notre dame at barclays in brooklyn is going to be playing a road game because there are so many notre dame alumni in the new york city area uh so, so those are those are games where yeah i think i think he embraces the challenge and also feels like he has to do it uh to to get auburn uh, as as relevant as they can possibly be in college basketball, and then you're, you're right. There are other games too. I mean that like that the, the search for relevance isn't a reason you play at App State in, no. in December. That's right. just uh, you know that that's a that's a chance to give the team uh, sort of an unfamiliar setting. Yeah, uh, that gets them ready for that'll road, be a tough game. Road conference games. Yeah, I've I've been to that gym. Yeah. They so so what they do at App State, I believe Air Force does this as well, where there are there are signs posted everywhere warning you about the elevation and like symptoms of elevation sickness and things. And it's all it's, I mean, I guess some of it might actually be with people's health in mind, but I think a lot of it is mind games for the opposing right. players. Yeah. I say, think so too. Hey, you know, this, this is, these are the symptoms. Watch out, don't of, run too hard. You might not be yes, able to breathe. Yes. The, you know, the, no, but I'm, I mean, if someone, if someone goes to the app state game, uh, they can take pictures of it, but there are multiple signs posted warning you about elevation sickness uh, and, and noting that app is, Nearly five. I, I believe the, the basketball arena is right around exactly five thousand feet above sea level. So you know, so so they're 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 warning you about, uh, you know, about about the, the dangers of being an opposing team in in, a, in that gym. So yeah, that, that'll be a fun game too. We'd love for you to join in. Uh, whatever you want to talk about, sports wise. I mean, as we said, there's so many things going on right now. Love to get some comments post Auburn's win over Mississippi State on Saturday. You know what did. Um, if, if there's some things that, yeah, you, you're worried about those that you might have seen Saturday, I'm, I'm trying to recall what it could have been. You know, something we have just sort of taken for granted, and, and uh, Hugh Freeze mentioned it today, special teams, uh, especially the specialists. Man, is, is Alex McPherson just like, it's, yeah, you know he's going to make it anytime he goes out there. And then Oscar Chapman, I mean, Auburn's got two of the better specialists really do. That, that anybody in this country, has. Yeah, I don't, I think, I'm, I'm not going to name – oh, go ahead, Brian. I was going to say, I think Alex is eight for eight on the season. Is that right? Something like that? Yeah, I don't think he's missed a kick in his yeah. career. Incredible. We had a respected member of the Auburn uh, beat come over to us after one of McPherson's kicks on Saturday and say this guy might be the, this guy might be the best kicker or, or one of the best kickers. Uh, yeah, it, in Auburn – I mean, think about – Auburn's Ever. had some really, really good yeah, kickers. Yeah, they have. And a great – just a great I mean, string of them. He kicks it – I mean – it seems effortless I, for him yeah. to kick it, kick it fifty five yards. I wonder how many teams and just drills them. I wonder how many college college football programs have two active starting kickers in the NFL right now. Um, Auburn Auburn does. They're the Carlson brothers, and so I mean, yes, to be in the conversation as one of the best kickers in the history of this program is remarkable. Just when you think about like forget about the 
Del Grecos and Byrams and you know other other guys that we've had that that would be in that conversation too. Uh, I mean, just to be to continue the Carlson line, you know, and, and have it feel like you still got really high production to kicker is remarkable, and that's uh, that's Big Mac, right? I mean, he, yeah. he, he, you feel like you feel like it's going in no matter where you're kicking it from. He's been terrific. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety and Bobby. Okay, I was going to say, where's the? Where, is there is there talk about the the Auburn high school kicker and where where he's? Oh yes, because oh, I would yes. imagine there's some interest in. Uh, oh yes, there's some interest in Mr. Magoo as, uh, as 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 well. Yeah, let's let's get to Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Hey guys, how y'all doing today? Pretty good. Uh, I don't know if I'm calling Vinning or if I'm asking a question or what, but give you a scenario. You have a high school senior in a blowout game in his last home game on a senior night, and he doesn't get in the game. 34 to nothing at half, and they win 48 to nothing. And he's not the only one. How do you feel about that? I'd, I'd be pretty disappointed. I'd be Is pretty disappointed if I, if, I, if I were him. I'd be probably more dis- as or more disappointed if I were his family. Is that just part of football? Or is that just a coach not knowing what's going on? Or well, I mean, it might be. It might be. It might be a situation where the coach didn't realize that some guys hadn't gotten in. This might be their last chance in front of their families. I yeah, mean, the, the most charitable way to describe it would be really unfortunate, yeah, right? Absolutely. And then, and then if it's and if it's if you want to go like further than that, you can't. But no, I, that that's that's uh, that's disappointing to that's hear. That's a shame. Yeah. It really is. Well, well, my son's not a senior. He didn't get in the game either. Um, but it said after the game that the players were not happy. Uh, they were all talking amongst themselves, and apparently it was an overwhelming amount of seniors that didn't get in the game. Hmm. I think you know which game I'm talking about, so I'm not going to throw anybody's name out there. The ones, the parents that know know exactly what I'm talking about if they're listening, but it's ridiculous. From best from what I could see, when it's 34 to nothing and you come out in the second half, you put second-team offense in, they go three and out, and you don't put another backup in in the game, the rest of the game. They ran starters from start to finish except for one drive. Well, the, I guess the, the fortunate thing is uh, that, you know, that somebody didn't get hurt in a game that was a blowout. I, re- I remember years and years ago, Auburn playing – speaking of Auburn and Mississippi State, we're talking about it, Auburn and Mississippi State playing in Birmingham – and uh, who was the linebacker? Was it Bobby Strickland? I mean, broke his leg. Uh, it was like, uh, and Auburn was up fifty to nothing, and in, in the fourth quarter. And uh, yeah, there were, boy, if there had been, if there had been social media back then and talk radio, ooh, yeah. But uh, yeah, that, is, that's a shame. What's protocol? I guess we we appreciate the phone call there, but like, what's what is protocol these days as far as emptying the bench on senior night? I don't know. Right? I don't follow high school well, football on, as closely. I, I, as I would, I would guess on uh, if it, you know, on senior night, you you try to you try to get everybody out there. I would, I would, I would hope. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's that is unfortunate. Let's get to our final break here of hour number one. Mitch, hang on, you're up. When we come back here on the Monday Drive. Most of us don't expect to see you free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final segment of hour number one here on this Monday. And let's get right back to the drive hotline and Mitch. Hey, Mitch. 
Hey guys, uh, gonna jump around here a little bit. Observations. Uh, did y'all see Owen Papo's uh, onside kick recovery for the Cardinals on Sunday? Oh no, I missed that. Yeah, there was, uh, there was some bonus coverage at least down here uh, uh, for the Cardinals game. I can't even remember who they were playing, but yeah, they uh, they made a successful onside kick and Owen Papo uh, recovered it. I uh, I knew he'd gone to the NFL. Didn't. Remember where he was at, but obviously he's uh, he's on the special teams for the Cardinals. But uh, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. And um, um, I don't know, maybe for me, but uh, the the Cal USC game was probably the best game on on Saturday that nobody got to see because it was on the Pac-12 network. Yeah, man, and it, and uh, <laughs> and it's a shame that it shame they didn't make that conversion. Yeah, well, I mean, and see that my thought was, I mean, Cal was at home. Wouldn't you, if you're the home team, wouldn't you want to go for the tie? Uh, well, I don't know. That's sort of that. That was, I think, that was sort of the thinking, I guess, from Brian Harson year before last against Alabama in overtime. Mm. When you're playing a team that has so much more talent than you do, I think when you get a chance to win, you go for it. And if you don't make it. It's like people still appreciate you going for yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think that Wilcox felt better about his chances of beating USC With in one play, in one play for a two-point conversion than he did about beating USC in overtime. And that's also how I felt. Ironically, you mentioned. Uh, ironically, you mentioned it, Bill. That's absolutely how I felt absolutely. about Auburn in the uh, in the 2021 Iron Bowl when mm-hmm. when Auburn when Auburn scores in overtime. I and thought has, you've got to go chance, for two. Has a chance to win the game with a two-point conversion or force a second overtime with an extra point. I thought it was obvious that you go for the two-point conversion and, uh, and 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 live or die right there. That would have won him more supporters than a lot of the, than pretty much especially anything especially he did. they had that they had that great two-point conversion play to Sh- to Schenker yeah. all, all saved up that they ran later in the game. But but I digress. <laughs> okay, but I'll I'll come back with now. When there's still like two or three minutes left in the Cal game, I mean, I can understand. I have there no were, idea. We didn't get 50, to watch it. There were 58, <laughs> 58 seconds left when Cal's two point okay. conversion attempt failed. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I I think I might have gone for the tie and and tried my luck in overtime. I mean, now the Alabama game, yeah, I, you know, it, it's already yeah. overtime and. Bama's way superior, yeah. You want to win it. I'll tell you what. Hey, I, 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 no, I didn't get to see opinion. Mitch. I didn't get to see a ton of this game either. Cal's defense was toast at the yeah. end of this game, though. I mean, they forced. There's a fumble, but I think I think it was two or three straight SC touchdown drives, and they were meeting very little resistance at the end. SC has a a two play, uh, a, a, what a two play, sixty three yard touchdown drive <laughs> before before Cal uh, has the one at, at the very end. So I I can understand why Wilcox is thinking our our, our best shot. Is is right here right now. Okay. Well. All right. Well. Hey. It was a hell of a game. I I would have loved to have seen it. But uh. Um. Uh, and you guys mentioned I was going to mention this, but uh. Because uh, you mentioned earlier, Auburn's kicker is like perfect, and he's like a freshman. So I mean, would Towns Magoo even want to look at Auburn with the kicker they've already got? Well, I mean, and, and he's a sophomore. Well, he's a redshirt freshman. Is he? Yeah. Uh, he only only played in four games a year oh, ago. Okay. Um, Talk about Mac? Yes. Yeah. Now, dra- now, draft eligible after next season if he wants to start his NFL career as quickly as possible. Feel like there could be a market for his services um, early if he if he wanted to. I think Auburn's very that. interested in Towns. Yeah, I mean, you know, Auburn well, I mean, could be Auburn could be looking for a new kicker after next season. Oh well, I'm, I mean, I'd love to have him. I mean, and he already kicked a sixty or sixty-one yarder. I mean, yes, and then the and then the other and then the the other night he 
He kicked kicked the 60 twice, but timeouts were called both times. Then on the third 60 was just short. Leg got to get a little tired after three straight shots yeah, of a 60 yeah, yard. I did. I, I, I did actually hear that because I was actually listening, listening, and then when I heard it was so lopsided, I, I watched something else. But uh, but Dan, this is for you, Mr. Hollywood. But uh, you know, we lost uh, we lost Chandler Bing this weekend. Yeah, it's yeah. sad stuff. No, Friends was. I, I will. I will issue the disclaimer. Friends was not my thing. Um, there are people who absolutely love that show, but I could recognize how great the cast was. You know, even even as someone who wasn't was like a, the that biggest was Friends fan. Ensemble. And yeah, really. um, and yeah, and Chandler was. I mean, M- Matthew Perry had just unbelievable comic timing. Um, it was was good in a, a couple of movies as well. You know, but but best known for Friends. And yeah, just just very sad. A guy and a guy who really tried to. He was public about his own addiction problems and tried to help other people who were suffering from addiction. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's tremendously sad. Appreciate, Thanks, guys. War Eagle. Appreciate the call, Mitch. Dak, if you can, hang on. You'll be up first when we come back for hour number two of the Monday Drive. Network Production. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. <laughs> The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two of the Monday Drive. Bill, Dan, and Brian reminiscing about our experiences Saturday. <laughs> we get I, now. See the thing is, I get I get those emails because I'm a season ticket holder as well. Yeah. How was your experience? Well, I don't I don't give them. I just give yeah. them the experiences from there in the stands. I did note again, and I've done it for three straight weeks. Put what's on the big board on the monitors that are underneath the upper deck when you can't see the yeah. big board. That's good because I hear that. I mean, my family is always like, "What was that on the big screen?" And it's like, don't ask me. I'm sitting there next to it. But anyway, uh, yeah, we're, we're here reminiscing. We'd love your thoughts on what you saw this past weekend. Obviously, uh, Auburn, Mississippi State. But anything on your mind sports-wise, it's Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. Drew at the controls as we get underway with hour number two. Did we lose Dak? He's back. Oh, good, good. Yeah, Dak called in before the end of the hour. We didn't have time for him, so we'll get things started with him. Hey, Dak. Hello, Dak. Hey, guys. How are y'all doing today? We're doing fine. Good, good, man. It's great to be back in the wind column, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, I agree with you, Bill, what you said earlier about if the that four-game stretch would have been spaced out, uh, even with the results being the same, it would have not looked as bad. And... uh you know, might not have uh, been so hard on the players and the coaches, you know, but it's tough, man, when you lose four in a row. Of course, now you got a chance to try to do it the opposite way. Now you got a chance to, to build a winning streak. Absolutely. I mean, Bill, how long has it been since since we've had a four-game stretch like we're coming up to that's been, you know, I don't want to say easy, but you you understand what I'm talking about, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I don't know if we've ever had a four-game stretch where very rare. Where it, yeah. Yeah. I mean Auburn could be favored in back-to-back road games depending on what you know how things shake out Saturday and, and how yeah. Arkansas looks and it's like that's something yeah I wonder the last time Auburn I mean you, maybe you got to go back to 
Stidham, right? Like you got to go back to that 17 season when Auburn had a couple of games where, where they, they went into a position of strength on the road. Right. But it's but it's been a while uh, since, yeah, you're, it, it since you're talking been. about that. And Arkansas God. plays at Florida Yeah, this they weekend. do. Yeah. That's a couple of teams. Yeah, Florida's stinging a little bit, yeah. and Arkansas's on a, a losing streak. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, guys, what do y'all think about the first touchdown? I'm so tired of the inconsistency from the refs calling pass interference, and it seems like we always get it on our end, but we never get it for us. But tell me if I'm wrong on the first touchdown. Was the guy not draped on him and his hand in his face mask right before he caught the ball? You're, you're talking about the Shane Hooks, yes. the Shane Hooks touchdown catch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the very first one. See, I thought I, I thought afraid was, from the press box. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. so, that was so far from us. Seriously, it, it did seem it like there was at least one of us. Wasn't there? There was at least one face mask that was, and I thought there was maybe another one when when uh, Thorn scrambled oh. where 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 he got he got yanked. Yeah, they didn't call that one either, and they may have missed. Yeah, it. I, mean, I, I thought the more you know what the touchdown I thought you were talking about, Dak was. I thought the guy pushed off Keontae. Oh, he did. The, he did on, at least as much oh, as yeah, Shane Hooks. That was, that's what that I said. Was at least as much as Hooks or more than Hooks right. did. Well, that's what call. I'm talking about. That's, that's what I'm talking about. We get it caught on us if we just touch them. But when we're the offense, we don't never get that call, though. It's absolutely absurd. I mean, the first touchdown, if you go back and look at it, uh, how can it not be pass interference? Well, fortunately, mean, but, he caught it and got I, in the end zone. Yeah. So. But, yeah. Absolutely. But uh, I tell you guys, uh, I know this is probably strange to hear, but Vanderbilt can be a tough place to play at. Uh, I've played there twice, uh, and it, I don't know if it's because it's a small stadium and it's quiet or what, but, you know, it, it's not it's, – you would think it would be an easy place to go play, but our past history there shows that it's, it's not as easy as it, it seems. No, it's, it's been a struggle, and, and uh, Hugh Freeze talked about that, having – you know, having been there as the old Miss coach and struggled, you know, have, finding yeah. out how tough it is. Now, one thing, it's funny. When, when I got over to the, uh, to the press conference today, uh, Jason and, and, and Shelly were, were asking people, has Auburn ever played, when was the last time that Auburn played in a stadium that had a seating capacity of under 30,000? Because that's what it is. The capacity right now at Vandy because of construction is 29,000. It may yeah. have been, I mean, it may have been World War II or something like that. It may have been, you know, more than 50 years ago, the last time Auburn played in a stadium that didn't hold right. that, that many people. 28-5, according to That's Google. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's unreal. You got high school stadiums in Texas got more oh, than yeah. that. Yeah. And well. they put more, then they'll show up more people too, that, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, guys, it's good to hear from you, man. Good to hear from you, Dak. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Jeremy is up next. Hey, Jeremy. Yeah, hey guys. Um, there's not a whole lot to complain about Saturday, other than like, why why do we got to wait so long to decide that that's our guy? Um, you know, you heard you even heard Breeze talk about it at his press conference today, like having to just like put his foot down, like no, we're just going to pick one of these guys and see what happens, like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they were still evaluating. And, and there were games where I, I think I, I sort of understood coming out of the game unsure about whether or not Thorne, like, you know, I, I, I after A&M um, and, and to an extent after uh, LSU, you know, I think it was fair to wonder, like, is the best 
is the best move forward rolling with Thorne exclusively. Uh, but after after a game like Saturday, I think it's it's pretty uh, at, at the moment it, it feels pretty apparent that uh, you know that that's that's the uh, and I, and I don't know if I don't know if he would have played better against Georgia or Ole Miss or A and M if if Auburn had gone with him exclusively. Uh, but at the moment, it does seem like yeah, I mean the the best thing for this offense is is for Thorne to be out there and and playing yep. at at more pace than they were earlier. Sure, yeah, he got what sixty eight plays in. I think that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm is still not a big number, but it's, no, it's not. Better Consider, than considering they had one possession in the third quarter. Yeah. Well, and considering the clock rules, like you know, right. Ole, Miss, Ole Miss is only running seventy plays a game this year. You know, it's not like it's not like teams are getting eighty-five and ninety plays in anymore. Um, but the new rules have, have limited that. Um, Bill's watching. Guess, Bill is watching the play. Yeah, the guy didn't. Guy didn't grab his the face Shane, mask because the, the ball was on the way. I didn't even yeah. notice that. The, the Shane. Maybe they. Maybe they figured don't throw flags. It's a touchdown. You know they'll they'll, they'll eat that one up because. Usually you throw a flag <laughs> if you foul. see a penalty. Is what I would hope. Yeah. And yeah. Um. Now the only my only other question was like you know throwing that ball in the end zone there with what was it a minute ten to go. In the first half. No, at the end of the game, where you got pass interference to to end the game, how much? There was what a minute ten to go. It did was, Mississippi State have any timeouts left? Uh, I'm not sure that I'm I don't sure think if they did. I don't think they did. Like there, there's a minute ten, and you could burn forty seconds of that off. It's third and twenty five. Um, you know, just just milk it. Run the clock down to thirty seconds, and if you got to go for it again on fourth down, fine. But you're get, that way. You're only giving them the ball. You know, you, you put the ball up there, and you stop the clock with a minute twenty. And I, I don't know. Like I said, there, there's not a lot to complain about from Saturday. Um, you you've got to be you've got to be really digging. Um, that that was a good ball game, um, and and needed. Got off to the start that we needed to get off to. Um, and I I'm. I felt like the guys played fast and loose, which is which is what you, you just you just got to. You can't you can't be playing wondering what's going on over your shoulder or if I take this step or that step. That's that's all. That's what all of practice is for. Once you get out there on the field, it's got to just be go play football. Yeah, and that, that that's what I was really happy to see. Here's the quote from you today, and I think it was a question about Peyton Moore, but the way he said it. Uh, and this is it. There wasn't really a conversation. It was just, this is what we're doing, and that's it. And I felt like that was about playing Peyton, yes, but also about maybe this is what we're going to do on offense. You know, this is how things are going to yep. be run on that side we're of the ball. We're going to play it this way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that, like, like I said, I, like I, and I, I would have thought three weeks ago that Peyton, Peyton would have been the guy that could do that. And that, I don't know. Like I said, you you got to be digging to find something I was, I was really glad the guys played played loose, had a good time. Mm-hmm. Like, ho- hopefully that feeling carries over because you're going to need it next weekend. You'll need it even more the weekend after that, and you'll need it even more going forward. So, like that, that's that's the momentum that you need to to finish this season out. I'm right with you. All right, guys. Appreciate it, Jeremy. Three three four three two doing one thirteen ninety. Doing some digging on uh, small crowds that Auburn has played in front of. Uh, in now, now there was a 
the delineation. Auburn has played in front of some small crowds, but just, we're, we're talking about a venue where they couldn't be more than that. There have probably been a couple, The uh, maybe the Independence Bowl. Um, I don't know. Probably more than twenty nine thousand there. I'm reading so. about I'm reading about a uh, an Auburn Louisville game in Birmingham in the seventies that drew a very small crowd okay. and a scathing. But Legion Field held a lot more than twenty eight five. Yeah, well, they uh, the, and and the the Plainsman uh, uh, sports editor wrote a scathing column about about that crowd um, because Auburn doesn't go on the road to play people Crit- at tiny venues criticizing university for playing home games in Birmingham uh, a fellow named Mark Murphy uh, wrote that uh, oh yeah wrote, wrote that's that pretty good in, in the mid 70s and see he got his wish that Auburn stopped that yeah there were a lot of people a lot of that criticizing I just, Auburn playing home games in Birmingham a lot of that I just plagiarized from the War Eagle Reader by the way should should mention that all right uh, let's get back to the uh, get back to the phones and Tommy is up next hey Tommy hey I read something this weekend and I was just calling to see if y'all could confirm it but Huffman High finished their season Thursday night and were zero and ten. Right, and didn't score and didn't score a point all year. That is, is that exactly right. right. They they and they were down. Hey, but they but they fought to the end because they were down forty nine nothing at the half and they only lost fifty six nothing. That, that is the alma mater of my wife and her sister. So, oh man, yep, yep. tough tough times I mean, for the Vikings to get, to be shut out for the season. Yeah, that's that's really mm. really tough. Yeah, that did happen. <laughs> well, didn't they used to be pretty good? They have been at times. It's, I mean, it's been I'm not a while. Saying like, it's been a while, yeah. but but yeah, they've they've definitely been competitive. Yeah, well, hopefully they'll make some changes up there because that's you have to feel terrible for that the players is, and the parents. That, that's that just, is terrible. That's just, I don't know what classification they're in, but I I think it's not a small class. No, no, it's not. I'm so trying to remember. It's five or six, but uh, yeah. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate the call, Tommy. Yeah, I saw that note. And then I saw that it was 49 nothing at the half, and I was going, Ooh. oh, man, how bad is it going to be? And 56 nothing. If it's 49 nothing at half, that's sort of a – I don't know that it would be a moral victory to only get shut out 7 nothing in the final half <laughs> you know, of the last game of the season when you didn't score a point all year. Kudos to those kids for fighting all season long, too, yeah. though. Right? I mean, showing still, up. Sh- still showing up when it's got to be uh, – yeah, I game. wonder how many are on the team. Kudos to every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. 334-321-1390. We'll get to our first break. Of hour number two. Love for you to join in here on the Monday Drive. Attention large property owners and adventure seekers. If you're looking for a reliable and powerful off-road vehicle, check out the full lineup of Landmaster UTVs at University Ace Hardware. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive, hour number two of The Drive, brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care, with locations in Auburn and Opelika, on the web at orthoclinic.com. And we're about to get back to The Drive hotline, presented by Skybar, 334-321-1390. Should mention tomorrow night, another costume contest at Skybar, big money uh, big money at stake for, uh, for folks who are trying to... Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's always a lot of fun. Celebrity guest judges, <clears throat> and, uh, and and lots of it's just it's it's always it's always. A Do you good have time, to wear so. a different outfit each time you, you know, judge? Well, I've I've I feel I like you a, should. I have a referee <laughs> costume that I feel like is appropriate for the the proceedings. I think I got something better cooked up. Oh, for let me now. let me tell you what I, I there was. I just said it to Brian. Brian, you know you know what was, I got there, there, was, there, there was perfect. one yesterday. Uh, there there was trunk or treat at the church, so for the for the, the grand for the granddaughter and every all the kids and everything. 
And uh, as a matter of fact, one of our instructors, he may listen to the show, uh, had, had an outfit that would, uh, I thought, you know, that would work for, uh, for you or me. Uh, I'll tell you about it here in a little bit. So. Oh, okay, very cool. All right. Yeah, well, he might let you borrow. Do you want to you want to dress as a, you want to do the, the the two man horse tomorrow? You want to do no? The that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> not, not, never 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 have uh, uh, been talked into doing that. All right, uh, let's get back to the drive hotline. And Terry is up next. Hey, Terry. Hey, Bill. Dan Brown. How y'all doing? Hello, Terry. Doing all right. D- did I hear you guys correctly? The Huffman High School didn't score a point this year. Uh, that is correct. That is correct. They, they, they gave up. They gave, and and I, I was trying to find the numbers. They got outscored like uh, five hundred and something to nothing on the season. And again, Terry, I, th- I think that the yeah, I mean, the kids who kept showing up right deserve uh, deserve kudos for what had to be a really difficult. Absolutely. season. Absolutely. I agree. As I told you guys before, I grew up in the Pinson Valley area, and I knew a lot of guys from that school. Boy, I have my mighty have fallen. I remember them beating a number one team in the entire country in high school. A school out of Huntsville named Johnson. Well, th- things happen fast though, too. I mean, it's it's. I mean, how right. long ago? How long ago, Bill? I'll throw Brian in here too. Mm-hmm. Like the notion of Prattville losing a region game, forty-eight nothing, right? Like a guy, un- right? Un- oh unthink- yeah, no unthink- kidding. Un- it was unheard of, unthinkable. Just, yeah, you're not, right. Not all that long. I mean, it's unimaginable. It's a program that had a you know, MTV reality show about them. Who was they, the big defensive end? Big defensive end in Alabama. I think he was Chap- out of about, high school. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying like from the, the Hoover had uh, multiple players that, that that made their way to the uh, to the D one level. I, I forget. This was a guy at Huffman. I can't remember. He was on Saban's first national title team. Is it Marcel Darius? Just, Marcel Darius. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I think he's at Huffman High School. Yeah, that sounds. That sounds. I right. actually, I think I went and saw him. I, I remember going to a Huffman games. You know, maybe a decade or so ago, and talking to a big lineman. I just can't remember who it was, but that sounds about right. And you know, I remember coming in out of the gym where I used to lift weights in, in uh, Roebuck was uh, Philip Doyle. Come out of Huffman High School. Oh, okay. Yeah, really good kicker yeah. at Alabama. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I want to ask Brian, is the up-tempo something Auburn's going to stick with? I hope so because um, I have a feeling somebody went into you for you hey, Coach Reese, you just don't have the horses to run the race you want to run yet. You're going there. You're getting there, but you don't have it right now. This is the best option. I, I think he is for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's it really working well, and Peyton and those guys tend to play better under it. And number mm-hmm. two, if you look at – the offenses Auburn is facing, uh, none are in the top 75, I think, in the country in total offense, other than uh, New Mexico State, which, you know, that's not the same as, you know, a, an SEC team being mm-hmm. at the top. But, so I, I don't think he's going to be as concerned as he was facing LSU or facing, um, who was the other real good? Uh, A&M. Yeah, A&M about, you know, the opposing offense and how many points and yards they can put up and trying to slow them down. And, and it also is just, I mean, it's what he, uh, Kent yeah. Austin, uh, Philip Montgomery, and Peyton Thorne yeah. are all much more yeah. comfortable in, exactly. in that kind and, of offense. And it's how you should attack Mississippi State. Like, that's a defense right. that right. really struggled. The secondary is, is uh, uh, looking for answers. Right now, teams have been completing – but Spencer Spencer Rattler and and Jaden Daniels, like the last few quarterbacks Mississippi State had faced, had put up eye popping numbers, and so I, I think it's just it's not the team to, uh, to to try to get very conservative and cautious against. It's a team where you maybe try to to air it out a little bit, and Auburn was able to get some success through the air going. Even though Dan, I was still pretty nervous at twenty four three halftime. I know it was twenty seven three a few years ago, but still makes me nervous. 
Oh sure, and, and Mike Wright has engineered comebacks, and and he was you know he was still playing real hard. He made some good throws. Ma- made a couple of throws. Not made some bad throws. He's, but yeah, he made some good throws. He's not consistent no, as a, as not. a passer, but Mike Wright has some uh, you know he's, he's got some game to him. So yeah, I think Auburn still had to uh, uh, they they still needed to get some stops, and and the defense. I mean, if that the Zion Puckett interception was was a moment where it feels like okay, the the, the likelihood of a comeback is you know it, it's it's minuscule now, but. I mean, no, State was State was doing what they needed to to stay in the game. Yeah, and he can run better than I thought. Guys, y'all have a great evening. Appreciate it, Terry. Dan was looking up. Uh, there, there's some notable alums. Uh, another another football. Andre Smith. Yeah, Andre Andre Smith was the number one. That's who. It was. Yes. Number one offensive yeah. lineman in the country. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's been a. That's been no, a while. I, no, I think it was somebody after him. But Marcel yeah. Darius is yeah, another yeah, Huffman grad. Think, yeah. And then uh, former Auburn um, lefty who went on uh, pitched in the major leagues, Bill Latham. Was a Huffman product, so yeah, they've they've had they've had some uh, notable winner of the second season of American Idol. Ruben Stuttered went to, uh, uh-huh. went, to went, went to Huffman High. Speaking of recruiting, um, it wasn't a big weekend for Auburn recruiting, but uh, Laquan Robinson I think visited a week earlier. He did uh, the JUCO safety. Yeah, when Auburn had two JUCO mm-hmm. guys in, uh, he was on an official visit. He is originally from Greenville, Alabama. He is announcing Friday. Oh, I didn't realize uh, he was from Greenville. Yeah, he is from Greenville. Okay. And uh, he's announced between Auburn, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M, and he's going to be back at Greenville High School to announce. Oh, okay. Because he wasn't able to do that when he was in high school. So, uh, And it's, I think things are looking good for Auburn, which is going to need some immediate help at safety next season. Yeah, yeah. Auburn's got a lot of guys that uh, could move on after yeah. this year. I mean – Jalen and Zion probably both moving on. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Keontae could. Yep, definitely should. Probably just. Uh, I think he's has got a chance to be drafted. You know, especially with him coming back so well from mm-hmm. the Ooh, injury. Dra- yeah. Draft eligible players who have a decision to make on this team: Keontae and DJ, uh, Marcus Harris, uh, who has eligibility remaining. You're talking both Dylan sides Wade. of the ball. Yeah, Jarquez. Yeah, yeah. That's a, those. Those are those are those are your top. Yeah, those are your top names. Yep. And we'll see. Maybe, maybe Auburn. I don't know if any of them are overwhelming NFL prospects where it's a no-brainer mm-hmm. that they need to go. Um, I don't think any of them are projected as first-round picks right now by any of the, uh, of, the yeah. of the major services. And it's changed a little bit now because, um, you know, if you're just uh, on the edge marginal guy, you can make a lot more money staying in, in college and, legitimately. And, and on top of continuing your education right. and, and having, you know, yeah. like, you know, further, you know, I, I think that it, the NIL has changed that a little bit as far as who goes – who moves on to the NFL and, and who maybe tries to wring every drop out of their uh, college eligibility first? Ooh, I, I, I did find the final totals for Huffman this year. Um, oh, no. Their closest game they played was their opener against a minor when they lost 40 to nothing. Yikes. So the final on the season was uh, 570 you lose, you lose to nothing. You lose 40 to nothing in the opener. And you think, well, it's it, all downhill from it'll there. It'll get better, and it, it yeah, it didn't. Yeah. Uh, they 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 lost one one other game by less than fifty. Uh, that's my, that's my just goodness. terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's bad. It's a tough yeah. region. It's a tough region. <laughs> yeah. Yep. My wife is now texting me. <laughs> She's not <laughs> Shut up about just, yeah. Like, yeah. My alma mater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's not her fault. I mean, no. yeah. All right, 334-321-1390. Love for you to join in. Uh, give us your thoughts on this past weekend. What do you think about the, uh, the, the, the stretch run? Hey, there's some, big, there's some 
big ball games. I'm not saying Auburn Vandy's not, but I mean there there's some really interesting ball games this weekend. You mentioned uh, one that's that's not really for everything. I mean Auburn's next opponent after Vandy, Arkansas. They're at Florida this weekend, but you've got LSU at Alabama that's a big this one. weekend. Yep. And LSU, I mean, I, I think that the toughest game, maybe the toughest game Georgia would have between now and a national championship, a third straight national championship, would be whoever they would face in the SEC championship game. Agreed. No oh, agreed. Whether Absolutely. It's, whether it's Alabama. I know Georgia Tech's gotten a little better lately. I no, mean, no, but Georgia I would, Tech's got a couple I, of big wins. I but. might lump in playoff games. Like, the, the toughest game Georgia could have, even with – uh, Michigan or Ohio State potentially in the playoff, or the Pac-12 champion, or Florida State. Maybe Florida State would be would be a team because of the offense that would that that would give Georgia some trouble. But I would think the most vulnerable game uh, Georgia has between now and a potential third national championship would be the SEC champion the SEC championship in Atlanta uh, against either Alabama or LSU, depending on who wins on Saturday. Very well, could be. Of course, depending on how some other things shake out, they may not even have to win that one. It's true. In. They could be twelve. They could be twelve and one, and feeling like they're already in the playoff, no matter what happens. You know, if if, if they're twelve and zero, and and it's other all teams assured, have yeah. lost around around the country. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Georgia's getting better. Georgia is getting better. I mean, even with a, without Brock Bowers, I was I, I expected Florida to hang with them better than they did. And boy, boy. it's like, well, Florida scored in their first possession, and then they were blown out. No, that game. That I mean, game absolutely was, blown out. Yeah. Florida scores a nothing touchdown at the end to make it look even. Better than it was, which didn't look good. How about this? The Auburn game was far more competitive. Much. Oh, that was far a, more competitive. That, that's that's a tie game with six minutes than, to go. Than Florida Georgia was. And if I'm Florida, Georgia, Florida was not competitive in the, by by the early second quarter. Let me ask you this: If you're Florida, are you ready to start playing that game in the swamp every other year? You you, you run it, You want to maybe try the home field advantage thing, like have a real full blown home field Probably. advantage. Like oh I'm, yeah. I'm thinking that's because I know they're. There's a Jacksonville Stadium renovation scheduled for later in this year. They're going to figure out where, or later this later this decade. They're going to figure out where to play uh, Georgia, Florida in I think 26 and 27, or a couple years later on. I could see that game leaving Jacksonville, not coming back. I could see them wanting that, but uh, let let them lose by 25 to 30 in in Gainesville and see how see how well things. Oh go. yeah, that would that would, would make <laughs> things worse. I mean, because the last two years it's 42 well, and 43 to 20. You know what? And that and that game didn't feel like it was because they were playing in Jacksonville. No, that, that no, game you could play, you could play that one on the moon and yeah. it was gonna it was gonna go down like that. All right, uh, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and get to Matt before we get to our bottom of the hour break. Hey, Matt. Yeah, just one quick thing I wanted to say. One more thing about Huffman. I've got a friend that lives up there in that area, uh-huh. and he told me that nearly every one of those games were a lot closer than the score indicated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Those cheating refs—they really, they really cost well, yeah. this year. Yeah. Dang it! Yeah, if it wasn't for it wasn't for a couple of calls yeah. each series. Yeah. <laughs> oh, pre- appreciate that, Matt. Uh, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Still plenty of time for you to join so in. If you really, if you really, if you really watch the games, right? You know, the sort of thing that you know, if you just if you're just looking at the scores. Yeah, because I I, I doubt they they had the hugest viewing audiences. All right, uh, let's, let's come on, leave, leave them alone. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Come on in here on the Monday Drive.
Tech on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Final 25 minutes here on this Monday afternoon. Yeah, by next Monday, I'll be saying Monday evening. This coming oh, that, weekend, it, this coming weekend, it's set those clocks up. Move the, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so we got the extra, you get the extra hour Saturday night. And, uh, and then, yeah, so it's the, the we're it's fall back. Yeah, move, move the clock back. Right yeah, you get an extra hour. It's, it's 1 a.m. and then it's 1.59 and then it's 1 a.m. again. Like that's, that's the way, that's right. the way it works on So uh, it will be, yeah. So, so next, that's what I was saying. So next Monday, it will be dark well before we're done. It's yep. getting, getting close to being dark yeah, by is. the time we're done anyway. But Auburn had a real – I feel like Auburn had a remarkable stretch of home games on set-the-clock-back weekend where we were yes. always talking about – We like used be, to seem like we'd always be playing. Yeah, and and this is – yeah, this, this week Auburn uh, in Nashville. Although I would expect – what, 29,000? Is that the is that the 28, five. 28, five. 28 five. I think there's going to be a pretty sizable I Auburn contingent. I think there will. Contingent between, think the, there will. between the Auburn people that there's live – There's usually – the Auburn oh, people yeah. that live in the Nashville area, and then the Auburn people that can make the trip pretty easily mm-hmm. from Birmingham or or from right here in Auburn, Huntsville, uh, Huntsville. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a uh, uh, that, that. Now, I I'd heard was it weren't we talking about this before the season where there were people thinking about buying like Vandy season tickets because it was cheaper yeah, than right. It was it was cheaper than just getting the Auburn ticket through through the like that. That's that's happened before. Uh, a Vandy season ticket was less than some of Auburn's home conference. Sing, games. Yeah, single game. Yeah, that's yeah. Like you, so if you if you wanted to make sure you were you were going, I, I wonder if, if there are folks doing that. But I, I would think you're going to see uh, quite a bit of orange I in the so uh, in, in the Nashville stands. Three o'clock for the next two weeks. Yeah. By the way, three o'clock Saturday and then three o'clock against Arkansas, both on the SEC network. Could very well be a, a two thirty CBS game when the Iron Bowl is kicked. Too, we'll learn more about that uh, in in the coming weeks. You know, it depends on what CBS wants to do. But but if if Alabama keeps winning, I feel like Auburn Alabama could very well be the CBS game that day. I, I'm looking on StubHub. And there's a lot of tickets available around seventy eight, eighty, seventy nine, a piece, sixty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, that's that's people looking to make some money. Yeah. All right, let's get back to the drive hotline presented by Skybar, and and we have another Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. Um, I had a question about recruiting. So the early signing period is six, seven, maybe six weeks, seven weeks away. What's realistic or what would we want to sign numbers-wise at that window? Brian, I think more than we would have speculated a few months ago. Yeah, I think it's going to be 22-ish, maybe more. It just depends on who they can get. You know, they're still involved with some pretty good players, right? Mm-hmm. Or oh, some really good players. How many do we have committed right now? Maybe 18? 17, 17, 18, somewhere in there. You know, because we were, 17, th- right. we were thinking back, you know, in the summer that maybe maybe 15 to 20. Now I'm thinking it's going to be over 20. Yeah, they're, I think they're going and to get would, one Friday in uh, the safety, uh, Laquan um, Robinson. Robinson, yes. So he can sign. That's what my next question was. Can those junior college guys yes. you were talking about, can they sign the early signing yes. period yes. and be there start of the year? Yeah. Well, they can uh, sign. Uh, that, that I, I can look it up and see about when. Even if, even if they're can, not there, even if they're not in, the, in school in January, they can go ahead and sign in December. Right. Well, I mean, some of the guys that will sign from high school can make it. Most of the guys you're going to be signing. It seems like these days more and more players 
are going ahead and graduating maybe it's maybe it's different with junior college players because they might need the spring semester academically at their junior college before they're eligible to come to auburn if they if they were not qualifiers out of high school then they have to graduate from junior college so if okay so i mean that would be obviously outstanding i I know it's more scholarship numbers than it is trying to get you know 25 or 26 um do you think you guys i think we'll go after uh uh, transfer quarterbacks next year or just go with what we got and the freshmen coming in? I still think they will, but, you know, maybe Peyton Thorne just kills it the last four or five games. If he plays like this for it. the next four games, then yeah. uh, well, I don't see why anybody would have a problem with him being the returning if guy. If you asked me that a week ago, I'd be 100% sure right. that I were, right? But, you know, that's why you don't make those yeah, decisions right now. So, so he's had a good game. Now, now yeah. we need to see. We'll see. You know, let's see a follow up on the road. Thorne has one year of eligibility yes. left, yes. so it, so he could come back. Uh, but Auburn could also, you know, if, if they don't feel like they have the quarterback of twenty twenty four on the team, uh, they could go into the portal. I think no matter what they do, uh, one of the lessons of the Peyton Thorne experiment is that your starting quarterback needs to go through spring practice with the team. Trying to add a quarterback in June and having him be ready to go. I think is is that that's harder than ever before. Yep. And if Auburn wants to change quarterbacks and bring in somebody else, that person needs to be on the team in the spring term. Can I ask one last question? I'll hang up. I sure. appreciate the taking my call. Um, if I'll say, let's say Peyton Thorne sort of does a decent rest of the year and feel like with another year uh, or six months uh, of spring training, training so forth, he'll be better. Do you think Robbie Ashford would be likely to transfer? Thank I think you. that's possible. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of it would it would also depend on is he about to get his degree? Because right. if not, then he'd have to transfer it down yep. a I think level Holden or, and, or sit out. Holden and Robbie could both, if they're not if they're not in the plans for next year. It'd be a surprise if they were both here. Yeah, they, they, both, they, both, might, yeah. they both might decide to go somewhere where, where they're in line for more playing time. Appreciate the call, Matt. Spectre is up next. Hey, Spectre. Well, just there and listening to that, you know, you think – Think Robbie's ever going to get a chance to show what he's got? I think he's had his chance. Well, well, we said that about Peyton yeah. games ago. I mean, you never know. I mean, Peyton could struggle at Vanderbilt, and Robbie comes in. You just don't know for sure. One of the one of the things that Hugh Freeze said today, when he was talking about when he sat down with the coaches, the the, the Philip Montgomery and Ken Austin, and the offensive coaches said, "Hey, here's here's what we're doing." Uh, he didn't say that it's it's definitely Peyton. He said. We're gonna, we're gonna. The offense is gonna be up tempo, and he threw it out there, and and to see which quarterback grabbed it and ran with it better. He said that Robbie had a good week of practice, but Peyton really showed that he understood this offense, and so they gave him the shot at the beginning of the game, and he ran with it. Now, if 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 uh, Peyton goes out and struggles, Robbie could get another shot. If Peyton goes out and continues to play well. Now he probably won't get another it's, shot. There's still the question of if if Robbie gets another shot, are they going to feel comfortable letting him throw to receivers, or is it going to be more of what we've seen with Robbie That's Ashford through it. the first couple well, of games? Well, yeah. I got the feeling what he was talking about today was this is the offense they're going to run, and whoever they put out there, they're going to try to run it. They just felt better with Peyton doing it. Well, I respectfully disagree with Robbie's had his chance. He's been put in there in a position not to throw the ball, that's what I want to see if he can do or not. He threw one. He threw one pass that was, in my opinion, was pass interference. But you know that's an argument too. 
but he hasn't had the chance that Pey- that Peyton has had. Well, I guess coaches, coaches would tell you that's what practice is for. Yeah, and- yeah. Well, that's, that's another thing I want to bring up about practice. You know, Thorne mentioned it in his post game. He said we've been practicing this fast paced offense. See, that tells me right there they've been practicing it all year long, but they never implemented it. Yeah, they practiced they have, that back in the fall. And we, they we have know. implemented it. They yeah. just didn't use it, uh, especially a lot of it against LSU and Georgia and some of those other teams that are concerned about the offense. We certainly well, saw it early. You, know, you must. Be, I'm well, they, sorry, they have I, to, well, Spectre, they have to factor in. It's it's both the desire for the offense to go fast. It's also considering like the defensive depth, right? Like that's that's one of the things that was cited when they talked about not wanting to go fast against Ole Miss or Georgia. It was if you if you increase the number of plays both teams play, do, can you put your defense on the? Uh, do you put your defense in a bad position in the fourth quarter you, because you don't you, you know, don't feel you, great about their backups? Yeah, you know, as a coach, I would be the last. You know, I've heard that from coaches. Well, I don't want to go fast pace because it might put my defense back on the field. Well, what's the point then? Uh, the point is to try to hang in there as long as you can, and it nearly worked against Georgia. And I did. The thing is, I don't know. And, and Doug and I got into it a little earlier today on his show. And I don't disagree with what we sort of closed with. I would not be surprised to hear Hugh Freeze say at some point, in hindsight, I wish I hadn't done that. But at the time. He felt that was the thing that gave his team the best chance to hang in to a hang into a ball game as long as possible and have a chance but, to win. But the, I mean, the the bottom line is at the moment the coaching staff believes that especially if this offense is going to try to be balanced and throw the football, Peyton Thorne gives them a better chance to win than Robbie Ashford does. Well, you know, these next two games is not going to be a test for for Ashford or or for Peyton, and. Uh, it will be in the in Arkansas. Arkansas uh, could be. I mean, yeah. seen some crazier things than Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, Mississippi State and Arkansas, two teams that beat Auburn last year. Well, that was last year. We Ashford played last year too. Uh, but uh, his test in the Iron Bowl is going to be the key. Oh, you're right. You're right. And then it's then it's too late. That's the last game. Unless we go to a bowl game. I guess we will go to a bowl game if we win. Win the next couple of ball games. Auburn's definitely in a bowl game. And just remember with yeah. Arkansas, they look terrible against Mississippi State losing at home. But they also they, they, every uh, lost one of their losses has been one touchdown single yeah. Yeah, on single the road. Score. Lost to Alabama on the road by three points. One last question for, for you, Brian. Yes. If you think uh, if you think Mississippi State had their number one quarterback and their number one running back, how do you think that game would have came out? It'd been a lot closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Auburn winning? Probably, yeah. At home, yes. I'd still yeah, because Mississippi State's defense was, you know. Second half approach. Auburn torched them pretty well. Second half approach maybe changes from Auburn. Maybe. I don't know. Well, I, I don't mean, know. It depends on if you keep getting the ball yeah. inside your do they, 20. Do they have to be? I mean, well, they, well, they there's a couple first down runs. Maybe you're not doing that if you're afraid of Mississippi State scoring the ball. I'm still, I'm still not going to be firing the ball up from my 15 at much. Well, maybe not. Maybe not at the fifteen, though. You're right. I mean, and they and they did throw the ball in second down, and uh, and and threw it from the end zone. Nearly, yeah, near, nearly, nearly blew up in their face. Yeah, you know, getting back to Ashford having a chance. What was the last game? He came in for one play and didn't, didn't see another down. He, two plays, I believe. It was two. Two plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that ain't much of a that ain't much of a chance giving him a chance. Well, but when things are going well, why you don't want to you don't want to make a change then, do you? Yeah, we're talking more well, about the whole season. Yeah, I understand what y'all are saying, but Ashford hasn't had a. When's the last time Ashford was out there and said, "You got this is your game to win or lose." 
last season, probably. I mean, like the yeah, last the last be, time the coaching started. Yeah. Yep, yeah, last season. All right. Talk to you guys later. Appreciate the call, Spectre. I mean, I understand disappointment from people who think Robbie Ashford is is uh, better long term or, or would give the team a better chance to win right now. It's just that's I mean, I don't know how much like that's coaching staff clearly based on the way they've used these quarterbacks the last couple of weeks. You know, it seems like well, they, they, they have more faith they have more faith in, in Thorne. I could have made the case a week ago and I think I did that I thought Robbie should be the guy. But I thought the most important thing is they pick a guy, right? You know, it needed mm-hmm. this this rotation needed in. They picked their guy. It worked out. They're going to roll with that guy. I'm sorry. Yeah, you don't make a change after right. after you pick a guy and yeah. it works. That's tough break for Robbie, but that's the way yeah. it goes. Yeah, that's football. Yeah, that's that's life. Yeah, and and I would say that while you can while you can take issue with some of the play calling with Robbie in the game, I think Robbie has had opportunities on the field to show if if he's if he's a better option than Thorne. Like there there have been there have been moments where he could have shown that, and and that hasn't necessarily happened, which is why the quarterback competition continued into into this week. Yeah. All right, we'll get to our final break of the afternoon. Still time for you to join in as we uh, head toward 6 o'clock here on the Monday Drive. I'm Jessica Samuel with Opal.